Maybe they should call it Schedule Z. It keeps coming up like a zombie. The idea that certain levels of career civil servants should be more easily dismissible. It was proposed by the Trump administration, rescinded by the Biden administration, and now Congress is debating killing it legislatively. Here with the case for that ban, the policy counsel at the Project on Government Oversight, Joe Spielberger. Joe, good to have you with us. Good to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. So what's the matter with Schedule F? I mean, why shouldn't uh, administrations be able to make sure that the people they have in place carry out the policy that they want? Sure. So uh, as you know, Schedule F was this new category of federal worker created by the Trump administration to make it easier to fire employees in the federal civil service. So throughout the administration, we saw a lot of attempts to try to enact unlawful or otherwise corrupt policies that were only exposed thanks to career civil servants who who stood up, spoke out, who refused to obey unlawful orders or otherwise stand silently by while these unlawful and corrupt uh, policies were implemented. And so they really acted as this important guardrail against corruption in the federal government. But the administration appeared to retaliate against these people because they fought to uphold the law. So then, of course, towards the end of the administration, President Trump signed this executive order to make it easier to fire these types of employees who had pledged to be more loyal to the Constitution and the rule of law instead of just enacting out a president's partisan political agenda. Can you give us an example of where someone called out actual corruption or subversion of the law, say, at the political level, and retaliation was attempted in that case? Sure. So I think probably one of the most notorious incidents um, was with with regard to um, the Ukraine scandal. So President Trump attempted to withhold congressionally appropriated funding um, to to Ukraine in order to pressure its president into launching a political investigation against President Trump's primary domestic political rival. And so we saw um, that the administration likely retaliated against Alexander Vindman and his brother. The White House also pulled the nomination of Elaine McCusker, who was at that time um, the acting Pentagon controller who had raised related concerns about the lawfulness of this policy. Those are the types of employees who you know, really tried to do the right thing and root out this corruption, and they were faced by this retaliation instead. But were they Schedule C or career? That's a good question. Um, I, I would have to look into that um, further. Um, perhaps that there are better examples, but I would hold that up as an example of the type of, um, you know, well-known high-profile case that that Schedule F would, you know, make it much easier to just fire these types of employees. Right. Schedule F is or was for part of the standing civil service that was Title V people. That's who would have been converted to Schedule F, people that were already in the civil service as career, correct? Right, exactly. We are speaking with Joe Spielberger, policy counsel at the Project on Government Oversight. All right. So should there be legislative attempts to kill it? There is one bill now, and I guess it's kind of hasn't gotten quite to the level of of legislative attention at this point because of everything else Congress has been dealing with. But what uh, what would that legislation, do you think, what would the benefit of it be? Right. So as you mentioned, President Biden rescinded the executive order immediately upon taking office. But it's really likely that we'll see attempts to re-implement Schedule F in the future. And so it's really important 
um, for Congress to address this threat now. So Congressman Jerry Connolly has this bill called the Preventing a Patronage System Act, which would block the re-implementation of Schedule F by preventing these types of transfers to positions that are outside the regular confines of civil service rules and regulations. So this reform would really go a long way toward protecting these employees. The bill passed in the House back in September on a bipartisan vote. It was included in the House's version of the NDAA, as well as a proposed amendment to the Senate NDAA. And so now as we're approaching the very end of this Congress and these negotiations are winding down, we've really been urging congressional leadership um, to really act with urgency and prioritize this and make sure that this language is included in the final negotiated package. And from what you've seen, this does, as you pointed out, have bipartisan support? It does, yes. All right. And let me ask you a kind of follow-on question or a concomitant question. Do you feel that sufficient means are in place now for the government to remove people that should be removed for whatever reason, malfeasance on the job or incompetence on the job. That always comes up. You can't get rid of a federal employee. Not sure it's really true, but do you feel that sufficient controls are in place for those that should be separated? Yes, of course, there are already these processes in place to be able to discipline or terminate employees who are either incompetent or just otherwise refuse to do their job. And when we look at the results in appeals from the Merit Systems Protection Board, you know, we can see that, for instance, employees who blow the whistle on corruption or waste, fraud, and abuse really prevail on the merits at shockingly low rates, around 2%. And so the, the deck is already really stacked against federal employees. And But more to the point, you know, any concerns that people might have about hiring or, you know, better agency management or being able to discipline employees, you know, those aren't uh, solved by involuntarily transferring employees into these new categories where they have fewer rights and protections. Interestingly, when I spoke with the Senior Executives Association, they were also concerned with Schedule F, top priority for that particular group this year. Yet you hear from time to time calls from different members of Congress for reform of civil service, and that never really got off the ground in the past 20 years. Besides killing off the idea of Schedule F, while we have you, are there other civil service reforms that you feel could be useful that Congress might want to take up? Right. So, of course, well, I I would say one of the most important reforms that Congress should take up is really to strengthen and better protect whistleblowers who are standing up and exposing this corruption. As we know, whistleblowers are the eyes and ears of the American taxpayer and are specifically situated and uniquely situated to root out this corruption. Um, But especially with regard to appealing to the Merit Systems Protection Board, you know, we see a lot of retaliation. And when they experience retaliation, it's really difficult for them to be made whole through the current system. And so specific reforms would include things like allowing a whistleblower to take a retaliation complaint directly to court to be heard by a jury of their peers. You know, that would really that would really go a long way towards ensuring that whistleblowers get access to temporary relief and have a much fairer shot of prevailing on the merits of their claims. And that idea is not in the NDAA. 
It is not. There's separate legislation that we'll be taking up in the next Congress um, that has been in the works for many, many years now. And so that's another reform that we're really hoping to move in the next Congress. Joe Spielberger is policy counsel at the Project on Government Oversight. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. And we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.